You can run, but you can't hide, bitch. Welcome back, everyone, to You Can't Hide, the number one horror movie recap podcast this side of Woodsboro, this side of Woodsboro. I'm your host, Evil Al, with my co-host, Camp Counselor Ben. How are you doing today? Uh, Doing good, doing good. And my other lovely co-host, the Pumpkin Spice Woman, uh, Calamity Cat. How are you today? I am Pumpkin Spice Alicious. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, and of course... Our other, uh, not technically a host, more of the uh, producer, Airbnb. Uh, She's the brains of the operation. Yes. Final Girl Brie, how are you today? Feeling brainy today. That's how good. are you? That's good. I'm good. Uh, I, was, I just got off of my other Zoom meeting with uh, Joe uh, Rogan, and, you know, he's doing good. And he said he's going to lend us, you know, another couple hundred thou to... Uh, Get into so we can renew our lease here in the Hidden Hills. So you know things are looking good. No, I don't I really didn't want to go into that <laughs> podcast empire. I would rather be part of Team Coco. Team Coco. Uh, yeah. Uh, ever since that night in Tawana, I don't know if I trust Coco anymore. Mm. Conan can be tricky. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of tricksters, this week we are covering a a lovely movie called The Omen. Ever heard of it? Uh, it's from 1976, directed by Richard Donner. Not, I don't really, I don't think I'm familiar with any of his other work. Jeffrey Donner. He directed Superman. Oh, interesting, interesting. <laughs> Jeffrey Donner. Wait, what? <laughs> he's related. He's related to Jeffrey Donner. I will say I like how a lot of these like um, horror movie people also do like comedies and like something that's out of their genre a lot. Yeah, so the the omen was his big break, and he went on to direct. Oh, from here it was Superman. Wow, mm-hmm. just like Peter Jackson. He directed well, one got... of my all-time favorite movies, The Goonies. Yes, yes. <laughs> I love the Goonies. That. I don't have to say because you already know what I'm going to say. The Donner Party. It's related to it. the Donner Party. I haven't seen it. <laughs> you haven't seen The Goons? How dare you? I didn't have time to, uh, you know, waste on on media. You know, I grew up on the streets, only my bike and my leather jacket. Uh, all <laughs> oh I had my in my God. name. So this week we're covering The Omen. As I mentioned, this was my first time seeing this movie, actually. Um, how about y'all? Had y'all seen it before? Yes. Yes, I've seen this one and the remake with Julia Stiles. <laughs> I think I've only yeah. seen that one. Is it like pretty similar? Because I feel like I've already, I'd already seen this, even though I hadn't. I believe so. Yeah, it's like pretty much like shot for shot. This is one of the best horror movies of all time, so I don't see why they would remake it. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to give it like an up to date. Also, yeah, with random with Julia Stiles because she's definitely known for horror. <laughs> is she the Gregory Peck role? Yes. <laughs> Who's the Gregory Peck in that one? Is it like Liv Ashley Schreiber. Kutcher or something? No, it's no. like it's Liv Schreiber. Why is it always why is it always <laughs> Liv Schreiber, dude? Every movie is Liv Schreiber. Well, they remade Psycho and Freaking Ray Donovan. The Omen. What immediately stood out to me about this movie was the score. I noticed it was amazing. Um, I feel like without the score, it would have probably gone down like two points for me. It just really elevated it a lot in wow. my opinion. Jerry Goldsmith, the composer. Um they, uh, the producers asked Alan Ladd Jr., who was the head of the studio at the time, for like an extra twenty-five thousand, so they could hire this guy because they knew his music would be right for the film and elevate it, as you said. Wow! And he said yes. That's a good choice. Twenty-five thousand—that's a lot back then. And then also, he, Jerry didn't show up for the Oscar ceremony because he was always—he always lost, and that was the only time that he won was for oh, this really? film. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. The movie begins with Gregory Peck in a cab, and I love that he's in this. Uh, his name is Richard, I think. Is that his name in this movie? Mm-hmm. Richard Thorne. Yeah. Uh, there's a voiceover saying, he breathed for a moment, and then he was dead. The child was dead. And it's like a very uh, ominous opening. It's a cold opening, and, and he's in the cab, and he's on the way, we're assuming, to the hospital. Uh, the next scene, he's talking to a priest. Uh, the priest is telling him that his... Um, telling him some news and he replies it's going to kill it's going to kill her meaning his wife because she wanted a child so badly uh, so we know that that they had 
a child, but it unfortunately died. The priest suggests adopting. Uh, Gregory Peck is opposed, but, but we see him admiring a nun that's holding a child. And the priest says, oh, this baby even resembles you. And I, I guess when you're, I guess that's how they do adoption back then. <laughs> you just take a child. Yeah, you're just like, you pick from the litter. You're like, I want that one. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have 23andMe back then to, uh, to, to prove that it was or was not your kid. Or that it was a devil child. <laughs> <laughs> not either. No, they needed 666 in me for that one. <laughs> okay, well, I just wanted to point out also, this priest is like has like a sketchy German accent, and the nun is giving me really bad vibes, so I would never trust a baby from a Catholic German nun and priest just saying. Also, why are they German? They're in like a... They're in, are they in Rome? Where are they? So they're like in Paris, aren't they? No, they're in Italy. They're in Rome. Yeah. Oh, close. Also, that's not what Rome looks like, just saying. It's very, uh, They shot on location. That's not what Rome looks like today. Okay, that was 50 years ago. Yeah. That's not my Rome. When I'm there, you know, just me and my bike on the oh cobblestone streets of Rome. <laughs> All those high rises. <laughs> Tearing down those old nasty buildings. Yeah, get them yeah. out. Get them out. How dare, honestly, I would cry. I would literally cry at the thought of that. I love Rome so much. Gregory Peck or Richard is offered this baby because it's mentioned that the mother died at the exact moment his kid was born. Okay, which also red flag. <laughs> Another red flag. Um, so the good news is, I guess um, you know if you're if you're expecting and you know something unfortunate happens, you can just have another baby. So that's nice. Yeah, trade a baby. Switch them out. <laughs> a little change. Yeah. We cut to the future. Uh, I think it's five years later. Uh, we, we kind of have like a montage of like the, the Damien growing up a little bit over the course of five years. We, as we realize how long passes in this montage. Um, Gregory Peck is appointed as the ambassador to Great Britain. Um, they're whisked away to London. And the wife seems to think that this role means he's going to be the future president of the U.S. <laughs> for some reason. She's like the future president of the U.S. And they tour of this big ass house. And I guess that's how politicians live in London. They just get a huge estate. Yeah. So that's that's exciting for him. Yeah. Ambassadors get really nice. I know, nice ambassador. Estates. And the line that really like made me laugh was when he Gregory Peck says to his wife, "You're too sexy to be the first lady," or something like that. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Does, does he need like an uglier first lady? <laughs> Tell so. that to Melania. <laughs> Tell that to Jackie O. How rude! I know. It made me think of Jackie O. Yeah, Jackie O. Is definitely already. First Lady. They are taking a stroll in the countryside. Uh, I've never been to London, but I feel like this is this is a, this is a lot. They have like this huge estate with like a huge yard. It's it's yeah. So they're taking a stroll in the countryside along a little river. When when suddenly Damien disappears, of course they're very upset and they're searching, they're searching, and then he just reappears. So you know that's exciting. That also was like super scary because he just like popped up out of nowhere. Yeah, that yeah, I would have. Honestly, though, if that face. was my child, like <laughs> popping up places, I'd be like, "Bro, you're gonna get a punch to the face." I'm sorry. <laughs> you pop up behind me, and I'm not ready for it. Like, pat. Oh, yeah. Is that how? You, is that your one of your methods of? Counseling? No, that's one of my rules. I'm like, do not pop up around me. Do not like. Just they had a course on that, right? At your at your Phoenix College. Yeah, it's yeah. Don't punch kids in the face. It's what it's called. <laughs> That's the exact uh, course. That's I failed it twice. The course, but... Don't punch the kid in the face. One hundred and one. Yeah, I failed it twice. <laughs> I got a B plus in the end, so it's all right. <clears throat> nice. All right. Well. Uh, so after this, I think actually that little scene is in the middle of the montage. So the montage continues. When it ends, we we are at another birthday party. We see like nineteen birthday parties, even though this kid is like five. And we end up at another birthday party of his. Everybody loves him. Everybody wants to hold him. All the kids love him. Uh, someone comments, I don't know if he's the heir to the throne or Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like, God, you're so jealous of a five-year-old. Dude, calm down. Well, I mean, it is an extravagant birthday. Let's be real. Like, no, there's a yeah, merry-go-round. Yeah, many kids roller coaster. <laughs> oh, that roller coaster scared me. Definitely a Kardashian child's birthday. <laughs> I would have died. Yeah, when I went to Northwest's birthday recently, it was very similar. There was a little less hanging, but um, 
Speaking of hanging, the nanny, uh, she's a Rottweiler. There's a lot of Rottweilers. If you're a fan of dogs, this is the movie for you, especially Rottweilers. She sees a Rottweiler. And there's yeah. Devil dogs. Yeah. If you have a Rottweiler, you have a literal hellhound, mm-hmm. listeners. Yeah. Although now we know famously hellhounds are Dobermans, so I'm glad that we got that sorted out since then. Uh, so the, the nanny sees the dog, and they have a weird stare down. And, you know, I don't. I guess she doesn't like what she saw in his eyes because she goes to the roof and uh, throws herself off and hangs herself. <laughs> so uh, talk about, you know, party pooper, honestly. I mean, yeah. she was just trying to be a pinata. <laughs> it's very dramatic scene too because she's like damien damien i love you it's all for you damien and yeah, then she right. jumps off those poor kids i was like how do you explain that to a child I'd be like uh it's so disturbing mm-hmm. and the meanwhile the photographer's just clicking away taking pictures yeah. of <laughs> the photographer with his good wig is over there just taking pictures that'd be that'd be <laughs> me be like yes sis get this angle Right now is when a priest comes in uh, saying the boy is the Antichrist and the boy's mom. Uh, so that, it's, it seems very uh, brazen of this priest <laughs> to just all of a sudden be like, yeah, well, he's he the Antichrist. He's saying he's the Antichrist necessarily. It's like he's trying to like, he's kind of crazed and, and not making complete sense. Like mm-hmm. he's not telling him everything. He's like trying to slip the parents a note be like... <laughs> Like, hey, probably, probably check this out. <laughs> In between my crazy ticks, this is what. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm not yeah. trying to say it, but like I'm trying to say it. Yeah, and so the nanny's gone, but thankfully another nanny just appears uh, without being hired or invited over, and she's like, "Oh, can I see Damien?" And they're like, "Yeah, sure." And then Gregory Peck is like, "Where'd you find this one?" And she's like, "What do you mean? Where, where'd you find it? Find her?" And they're both like, wait. <laughs> so they're like, uh, what are you doing here? We didn't we didn't uh, ask for you. And she's like, oh, well, the agency heard about the other nanny, so they sent me. And it's like, what? <laughs> that's that's not how it works. With no I'm notification. Like, Come on now. <laughs> Would you really let your kid, like, no, be alone with this woman? I don't know. I, just, uh-huh. I love how people just accept it, though. They're like, oh, yeah, sure, that's fine. <laughs> I guess that was the 70s for you. So they're like, yeah, okay, sure, whatever. Go ahead and go see him. <laughs> Even though we have no idea who you are, where you came from. And so she goes to Damien and she says, have no fear, little one. I'm here to protect thee. Which also, who talks that way? I guess they're in London. Maybe that's just how they talk. And he smiles. They bougie. Yeah. And I also um, read that this actress um, kind of made the part her own and kind of made it sinister because the part was written as like a jovial irish nanny mm-hmm. oh wow uh, so they want it to be more rosemary's baby than yeah like that's kind yeah. of funny i like it more that she's obviously evil yeah it's fun so another scene that takes place fairly soon after is they for some reason i guess they go to church they don't take him to church the first five years of his life <laughs> and then suddenly they decide to go and so they are trying to take him to church they're on the way and and before they leave, Miss Baylock is like, oh, he doesn't want to go. I think he I think he wants to go to the park instead. And the mom's like, uh, bitch, <laughs> no. <laughs> this is, I said he's going with us. And so on the way there, Damien is just, you know, very uh, unsettled because he's a demon. And, and when they arrive there, um, he just like freaks out. He's like scratching at his mom. And, and they're like, okay, fine. We don't like church either, but you know, dramatic. He just, like, doesn't even, like, it's, like, horrific. Like, he's going after his mom, like, punching her, smashing her. It's I would have crazy. punched him back. Well, <laughs> at this point, yeah. And yeah. the look on the people's faces that they're, they're, they were opening the door for them to get out, and then they're just, like... <laughs> also, like, I don't know how this works, but, like, is there really, like, paparazzi around for, like, prime ministers or whatever he is? An ambassador? Like, yeah, probably. I mean, not like, as much. There... Not that much, but I mean, if they're a little, if they're in a smaller town outside of London, maybe I don't know. Yeah, maybe it was some society True. wedding. Yeah, so it was being covered anyway. Maybe, yeah. Who knows? But yes, um, I just thought the look on their faces, like, <laughs> it was, was pretty really hilarious. Right. And then they're like, "Get out of here! Let's just drive!" <laughs> like, yeah, get go home. We learned that Damien hates church, um, and as much as he hates church is how much animals hate him because they go to the zoo. 
and they're hanging out with some giraffes, you know, very peaceful, very serene. And then all of a sudden he looks at them and they just run away. They're like, nope, not doing, not dealing with that. And even more obvious about animals hating him is when they're, I guess the zoo is also like a, some kind of drive through safari type thing. <laughs> Cause suddenly they're in a car surrounded by like a billion, um, monkey, monkey. Yeah. 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 Which are very aggressive, and I don't think an open zoo would even have that. <laughs> yeah. That sounds very suspect. Yeah, I have the yeah. same thought. <laughs> yeah, I they just. Stupid scene. Like, this is crazy. Yeah, that was the scariest scene in the whole movie. They're just screeching and they're scratching at the car and pounding on the window and jumping all over it. I'm like, yeah, you got to go. You got to get out of there. I would just, yeah, I think I'm with Ben and I would toss that kid right out the window. At that point. <laughs> I would just open the door, kick him out and be like, see you later, bitch. <laughs> it took her a while to drive away. Yeah, it was like a three minute scene of them just <laughs> yeah. being attacked by these monkeys. Like, I hope they'll have like, Maybe insurance. they'll calm down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we, okay, so also up to this point, I think there's been a few scenes of the photographer with the good wig. Um, like exposing pictures in his studio. Um, and I wasn't really sure kind of what the point of this was until this part, uh, they show a mysterious line going through one of the priest's neck. Um, and I'm like, okay, I guess that's going to be important eventually. Um, so we'll get, we'll get into More that in a little bit. <laughs> Speaking of the priest, the priest shows up again. He tells uh, Richard he needs to meet with him because his wife is in danger. And so he does. this priest i would not okay there's so many red flags from so many people like the first the child in general the nanny and now this priest is like just creepy and like demanding he meets up but he's actually not a bad it's actually good for him but still i mean he's yeah well i think at this point gregory peck's character i think richard is kind of like seeing that okay there's a pattern here there's something weird Uh going on i think i might need to and he also tells him you know your wife your wife is in danger your wife is gonna Yeah, so yeah. he has to go see him because of that alone. Mm-hmm. Yep. And what does the priest tell him? He tells him, oh, but uh, but, yeah, y'all are in danger. Your kid is evil. Oh, and by the way, your wife is pregnant and Damien's going to try to kill it. And your wife. And then once he knows no one else will be born to inherit anything from him, he'll kill you too. <laughs> it's like, okay, you're coming in a little hot, priest. <laughs> tell him to go to this little town in Italy and go see... What's his name? I can't remember his name. It's awesome, though. Oh, the character? Yeah, what is his name? Bagduches or something. <laughs> no, it's like... Bugenhagen? Bugenhagen? So Gregory's like, fuck off, dude. I'm not in the mood. <laughs> I've, given you, I've given you too much of my time. I'm the president-elect at this point, if you ask my wife. <laughs> and so, uh, so Gregory Pat goes ahead and he's like, I'm out. And that's when we cut to the priest. He, you know, he's sitting on the park bench, force, force gumping about. When all of a sudden it becomes 2012, the storm uh, starts kicking up and the winds are gusting. There's lightning, but no, and wind, but no rain, which is convenient for a movie. Um, and then he, he ends up at, at a church and the lightning strikes the spire at the top of the church and it falls and impales him through the neck uh, and sticks him to the ground. Yeah, So just like the uh, picture had predicted. Yeah, so it was also have- a really good kill. Yeah, yeah. it was good. I this kind of movie, and it yeah. was a good kill. Yeah, this is like the original Final Destination, like, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Can you have lightning without rain? Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, okay, oh, okay. make sure. <laughs> what do you mean? Devil's doing it. Is that a real question? <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe. You can have, yeah. You can have yeah, thunder, yeah. too. <laughs> I knew that one. Oh my god. Why do you think there's thunder? <laughs> All right, next question. Okay. <laughs> Richard goes ahead and decides, you know, I'm gonna go home and, and as soon as he gets there, the wife is just like, you know, Damien's being loud and, and annoying and the wife is just obviously miserable and she's like, Go away, Damien <laughs> Go away. And so she has Richard alone. And she said, look, I don't want to ever have any more kids. That's like the first thing she says. It's like, look, no more kids for me. And he's like, what? What do you mean? And then she's like, oh, by the way, I'm preg. And uh, I'm getting it taken care of. And he's like, no, we can't do that. No. Yeah. Because she doesn't know that that Damien's not her kid. And like the whole thing is like he, you know, this is his opportunity to have a child of his own. 
Mm -hmm. So I can see where, you know, he's, he's, he doesn't want to tell her that he lied so horribly, but he also, he also, you know, wants this kid because it's his. They're like six years into that line. At the end of the day, it's her body, his choice. And he's (laughs) like, my choice is that you keep this child. And honestly, I hadn't even, I hadn't even realized that that's the reason is because they had, their kid had died. I feel like they could have made that a little more obvious because it seems like he's kind of just being like an annoying man being like, no, no, I want to have this kid. No. Then I'm like, they should have went on boring. Talking about it, I'm like, oh yeah, obviously, like he wants to have his own kid. But I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, but I, <laughs> maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like a mother would know if it's not her kid. I mean, I, I don't know. And I think that's what she's struggling with because mm-hmm. she's she's saying like she said she said some comment about like you know I don't think I I'm admitting I can't handle mm-hmm. another child because he's too much. And I think she has all these feelings about him that she knows that he's evil or there's something wrong with him and we find out later she does feel that way yeah yeah so she says she tells him to talk to the psychiatrist right yeah and also when um he Damien's bothering her with the loud noises. She has the nanny come in and take him away, and the, Damien like kind of st- stops and gives her a look before he's ushered on <laughs> the, the door. Yeah, you know, the dumpster. Yeah, I like how throughout the movie the this nanny, the nanny is just sitting there the whole time as he's like killing people, as he's screaming and misbehaving. The nanny's just there, like, oh, what a, what a love the kid. Get a new nanny, dude. That's what that's the real thing. Is you need a better nanny. <laughs> that's not that's not a demon. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he would just kill them. Actually, that's true. No, he would make them kill themselves. Yeah, yeah, but she does have a hand in the next scene that we'll talk about. Yeah, the next scene, um, Gregory Peck is away at the psychiatrist or psychologist, I guess, and uh, Damien is all alone with um, the nanny, and I forgot the wife's name, but um, she's deciding to. I don't really know what she's, is she cleaning? I think she's cleaning, but she's on the second level. Uh, Watering near, plants. Oh yeah, near the balcony. She steps on a on a little uh, stool thing and, and she's, yeah, watering the plants. And that's when uh, at the same time, the nanny opens the door for Damien, who's riding his little bike around and he's just he's just uh, going full speed and he runs, he rides directly into her and she, you know, falls off the edge. And mostly I felt bad for the goldfish that fell. From the uh, in the bowl that made me really upset. Fun right. fact: They are painted sardines. Oh, the director really? <laughs> director would not kill real goldfish for. Uh, okay, okay, that's sweet. But you can kill a sardine. Yeah, well, if they're already dead, they're sardines. already dead. They were, like, <laughs> <laughs> they were just painted. They did look big. Go ahead, Ben. Oh no, I was gonna say I love how dramatic like the fall was. Yeah. Just yeah, a like, slow no! moment, like. The slow-mo and then the turnaround. It's like, yeah. that was beautiful. And then she lands directly on her stomach. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the build-up she... is really good, too, because he's like, he keeps riding in a circle. It's almost like a spell. That's the way I kind of interpret it. Like, they're building it up into, like, he's actually mm-hmm. getting ready. Um, yeah, and they keep showing the nanny's face. She's, like, getting more excited. And then yeah, she... like, they know what's coming, and they know what's going to happen. And then this, like the the shining, much you think the shining right? was influenced oh, by yeah. this film? The bike riding, <laughs> the little tricycle, the little yeah, the little dark haired boy with the tricycle running. This kid is a lot less annoying to me than Danny. <laughs> yeah. I just don't trust kids on bikes. <laughs> oh my god! Don't. You would have hated me growing up. That's all I was—a kid on a bike on the street, just some leather leather jacket and oh my god, tattered Levi's. Little juvenile delinquent running around on your tricycle, beautiful. Just me and Marlin, you know, uh, on the streets. Do you have a pack of those candy cigarettes rolled in your sleeve? (laughs) Nah, babe, they were menthols. Uh, Okay, and so, yeah, so it's definitely not good to fall off a balcony when you're um, pregnant with child, especially to land on your stomach. Uh, And that's when uh, Richard, yeah, he gets a phone call. And we learn that she had a miscarriage because of the fall. And he goes to visit her at the hospital and she tells him, don't let Damien kill me. And, you know, dramatic. Just kidding. (laughs) I mean, that child was like psychotically just watching her as she like dangled from like the banister. Yeah, she was dangling and she's like, no. I would have punched him through it. And then he just went to my last like. 
hurrah, just I'm gonna fucking punch you. Yeah, just get it in right before. Like I, just I would have grabbed him. I would have grabbed him and let him. him through yeah, the yeah. I would have like used that leverage. But like, I'm gonna take you down while pulling myself. Yeah, <laughs> the good son, him. I'd be like, I would just be like, I don't know what happened. He was just like riding his bike and he just fell over. It's sad. That movie scared me. The Good Son. I saw it when I was like eight. Yeah, it was a departure for Macaulay Culkin, huh? I mean, he to me, that's how I saw him in Home Alone. So the photographer with the good wig meets up with Richard and shows him uh, some of his. He slides in the DMs and shows him some pics uh, that he had been taking. Also, I don't know why he's just everywhere taking pictures, but whatever. We're not going to question that. <laughs> and so he shows. Um, pictures of the priest that he'd taken and um, going from earlier to later it progressively shows something getting closer and closer to his neck with the last picture showing it going through his neck uh, like in kind of the exact same way that he got impaled by that spire um, they go to that pre- they're in the priest's apartment or they go to the priest's apartment and it looks it's very crazy there's it's floor to ceiling covered in bible verses there's Diary documents in his diary. He documents Gregory Peck's everyday life, like literally everything when he's home, when he leaves, where he goes to eat, everything. Uh, there's news clipping. <clears throat> there is a news clipping that documents a comet take, taking the shape of a star, like in Bethlehem when Damon was born on six six at six a.m. Yeah. So um, yeah, very revealing. We learned a lot about uh, Damon, and yeah, we confirm. Yeah, this is very uh, antichrist behavior. <laughs> <laughs> Something just ain't right. Richard learns a lot from the uh, photographer with the good wig. And at this point is when he admits that his son is dead. Um, He doesn't know whose son he's raising. And the photographer offers to help him. And he's like, no, leave me alone. This is my problem. And he says, no, it's mine too. Because he shows him a picture and he's got a line through his, through his neck. So um, yeah, he in danger. You're in danger, girl. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about like he did have a picture of the nanny too. Yeah. Oh yeah. She, she had like a there was a line around her neck going mm. up, and oh. so with the noose that was, you know, indicative of that. So uh, yep. it all yeah like the photographer has a lot of high stakes involved <laughs> in this now, but I don't think he's thinking clearly because obviously if he butts out, he has a better chance. He's yeah. <laughs> Well, what I'm I would do, killed, and I, I think- would just not take a picture of myself if I'm seeing if I know people are <laughs> getting killed from my pictures, not from, but in relation to my pictures. And I, anyways, they they decide to go to Rome to investigate. Uh, they arrive in Rome and they find out that the hospital Damien was born in burned down five years ago, convenient. Uh, and so Richard is like, "Hey, is there any?" You know, surely there's some kind of records, and the photographer is like, "Nope, the fire started in the hall of records, and it went up like a box of tinder." Uh, so yeah, so they're kind of a. Uh, he's like heckling. Also, he just says he knows Italian casually, like not he can't speak it very well, but he knows Italian for some reason. <laughs> so he's talking to the uh, one of the nurses or the nun, I guess both nurse nun, and she's a combo. <laughs> and she eventually, um, he eventually is able to find out that the creepy German doctor is alive. Uh, he's in a monastery and he like um, renounced Christ and all this stuff after the fire. Um, yeah. So they go over there and check that out. Yeah. Awesome. When they find him, he is um, super creepy because he's been burned in the fire. <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is. He's got like a white eye and like a melted half face. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of disturbing. Yeah, that's like a crunch bar. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like I, 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 I'm not gonna, I'm not commenting. But also too, like, does he not have work to do? Like, is he not trying to like, you know, <laughs> build a country or like what <laughs> sustain a country? I guess. Well, at this point, I think at this point, you mean like Richard, right? Like, yeah. Just left, you know, like I do think yeah. it's like she's doing he's not on this tangent. He needs to find out because he's worried yeah. that now his wife. Yeah, she's like Dua Lipa during the pandemic. She's going everywhere. Also, like he's like. Also, he's like your wife is in danger. Let's go to Italy. <laughs> like, leave her alone. Let's leave right. Her. Let's leave her thousands of miles away. Um, yeah. Anyway, so they find out. Yeah, as I said, the doctor has renounced Christ. Blah blah blah. He, but also, he hasn't talked since um, since the fire. 
Um, but they're, they're able eventually to find out where the mom is buried because he writes down something on a paper. Yeah, and I think, first of all, there was a lot, there was a lot that happened there. So, like, he finds out that, um, that the reason he renounced Christ because he was in league with the devil. So he was a part of it. He had 666 on his oh, leg. Wow. Um, yeah, so they know that he was part of, so the other priest is telling them, you know, he was definitely part of the plan, mm-hmm. um, which is also really, I guess, you know, very disturbing to Richard to find out that they were in <laughs> on it and they wanted to give, give them this baby. Yeah. So he thinks oh. <laughs> there's hope that his kid might still be alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and so they're able to find out where the mom is buried from the creepy German doctor. Um, and she's in a, not the best uh, cemetery. It's not very luxurious. Um, it's not where one would, one would normally find... It's not where normally a president-elect would be. But they find her grave eventually, and they open it up. And what's in there? Is it a beautiful body? No, nope, it's a jackal. Uh, and so they have, there's another little grave next to it. And, you know, Richard is like, well, 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 maybe, you know, what if the grave is empty, then maybe my kid is still alive. But they open the grave and nope, there's a baby with a cracked skull. That's um, really so, sad. So he immediately realizes those bastards, they killed Mike. They killed him. They, he had no, they, he had no chance. The second he was born, they murdered him so they could replace him. And yep. Um, they were so, looking for a politically upward, mobile, mobile, like, a, uh, how do I say that? Um, um, upwardly mobile politician. Yes, yes family. I feel like that's well, <laughs> do you think that that's what the priest was going to say when he came to see him in his ambassador office when he gets taken out by security? That that his mother was a, and then the security come busting in. Yeah, yeah, he was gonna say because he was saying like he was trying to say it was a monster. She's like he mentions it somewhere earlier, but then yeah, he doesn't really say. Yeah. But being born of a jackal is sort of a thing, right? Like yeah, she dog faced. <laughs> in revelations, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's in the Bible. That. Yeah. I have my copy here. I have my copy. Let me flip through it. Let's see. Do you have the audible version read by James Earl Jones? <gasps> That's beautiful. <laughs> it's a real thing. I remember like when they had teen Bibles, and I had a teen Bible. <laughs> Yeah, I had one too. My, my, Bible's, my Bible's narrated by Marlon, a close friend of mine, Brando. <laughs> I didn't get that earlier when you said Marlon. <laughs> okay. okay. Marlon Wayans. Marlon Wayans. <laughs> Class ass actor. <laughs> yep, so they make these, this lovely discovery of the jackal and the. Uh, murdered child and right away oh guess what there's a shitload of rottweilers <laughs> popping up and up to no good and yeah they i feel like they would have easily killed them like rottweilers don't mess around i don't know but, yeah but no they somehow escape and right away he calls his oh his wife is kathy apparently i finally wrote her name down Catherine. He, calls, he calls kathy <laughs> and tells her you need to leave london babe because uh you know our, your son is the devil um but right, so she hangs up. She's like, I can't really move. I, you know, just got thrown off a balcony, but I'll see what I can do. <laughs> and so she hangs up and guess who's, guess who's back? It's Miss Baylock. And she throws her out the window, which. I'm trying to get dressed. It's just all very sad. Uh, <laughs> very sad scene. Because as one does, she has a thin, flimsy, like, um, negligee over her hospital gown and she's like taking pulling it over her head and t- having trouble with the big arm cast and she turns around and, and sees um, Mrs. Blaylock through the veil of the, of the negligee. <laughs> yeah also like she must have been talking to Viola Davis because she got away with that murder real easy it seems like there was no <laughs> repercussion at all for her even though like, was, they didn't see her in the hospital. They didn't know anything she was there. <laughs> like, it seems like they don't even investigate the murder. It's just like, oh, she died. It's so sad. Like, <laughs> and it was a, another really um, memorable death because she not, she falls down onto the roof of the ambulance that just parked, and then the back door of the ambulance swings open, and she's like, her head's lolling out dramatically. Oh, wow. I, I clearly didn't watch yeah, this another closely good enough. Death, like, like, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's very dramatic, and I thought that was, yeah, that was very 
very cool that they did that because she goes through the ambulance yeah um so that that's was, what i would yeah, if i was an actor cool. i was like in horror movies i was like i request the most dramatic deaths <laughs> yeah <laughs> or falls i'd want to crawl uh, through i'd want to crawl through a garage door uh, cat door <laughs> yeah no get my, get my titty stuck r.i.p tatum <laughs> All right. So after his wife's death, um, Richard he says, "I want Damien to die too." And so they travel to Israel. Uh, they don't see Gal Gadot, but they do see. Let's see. Uh, oh, they meet an archaeologist who gives um, Richard yeah, some name. Like, what's his name? Bugenbagen. 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 Bugenhagen. Bugenhagen. They go to yeah. They go to Israel to meet Bugenhagen, who gives Richard seven knives. Uh, it's a lot of knives to kill a child, but I guess it is a demon. And he tells it has him to be in the form of a cross. Mm-hmm. And he tells and, him. Uh, oh no! Go ahead. Go ahead, sir. No, I was just gonna say it's a, when he says like I want Damien to die, and I'm just like it's about time. I know. Yeah. I mean, I you know like kid movies, like killer kid movies, they just like piss me off sometimes. I'm like I save yourself, this child, um, these children also, are. They're not that cute. Yeah. He's not even yours. I know. Right? Well, I, I had a little bit of a different thought. I thought, well, okay. if you if, could, you know, could they be with all this stuff happening around him, like be a coincidence? And he's just the way he looks, a little innocent boy. And, oh, yeah. He's trying to be logical. I get that. But yeah. I just, all these kind of movies, like. I would have booted the, the kid. What is the one where they're all kids on the beach that are like trying to kill this couple? Oh yeah, come out and play. Come out and play, man. Yeah, Those kids die. Yeah, we got so mad at that movie <laughs> because they're just like they should be running from the killer kids instead. They're just like walking, like they're just kids. It's fine. <laughs> and they're like looking at them like, oh, I can't kill you. Meanwhile, like, <laughs> like just coming yeah. out. <laughs> no. They would have taken a Doc Martin to the face. <laughs> yep. Uh, unfortunately, though, Richard does not want to kill the kid, and he's like, "Well, how do you how do you know? How do you know it's him?" It's like, "Why are you still doubting at this point, man? Like, you know he's the Antichrist." And uh, Bugen Bugenhagen <laughs> tells Greg, "If he's uh, if he's a uh, the Antichrist, he'll have the mark of the beast six 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 somewhere." Bugenhagen tells him, "Well, it could be it could be." Um, beneath the hair you have to you have to cut his hair and, and see if it's there and it's like okay yeah he's gonna casually s- secretly cut his hair like it seems like an easy task damien's beautiful luscious locks <laughs> he's got some nice hair he does. devil with the good hair <laughs> got some good bangs <laughs> yeah i bet the i bet the photographer's jealous of that hair mm-hmm uh, yeah. Okay, so after meeting Bugenhagen, uh, he they're still in Italy, and the photographer is still there, and, and Richard is like, well, I, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to kill a child. I'm not going to stab him to death with seven knives. I guess, I mean, to be fair, seven knives is a lot of knives to kill a kid. And so he, so he throws them into the street, into like a construction site, and the photographer says, well, if you want, then I will. And so he heads over to retrieve them, and that's when another fun little final destination scene occurs. Um at the construction site at the top of a hill, um, one of the workers is in their truck. They put it, they put that thing down, flip it and reverse it, and it slowly uh, goes down, uh, down down the hill. And there's a sheet of glass on the back, and it uh, it hits a bump, and that sheet of glass goes flying, and it uh, decapitates our friend, the photographer. And his head comes bouncing and rolling off <laughs> slides, and you can see like the blood splatter up. Uh-huh. Very, very dramatic. Another good death. Yeah. Yeah. All the deaths are pretty good in this one. And then it makes me laugh. Like the immediate next scene is um, Mr. Thorne on the plane with like the knives in his lap. And I'm like, <laughs> pre 9 11, they let you carry this Christian area artifacts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> knives in your yeah, lap. right. <laughs> it was a quick. You could smoke and carry that. Yeah, it was just a quick trip through TSA. They're fine. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't have to check him. Like, come on, man. Um, so, so when he gets home, the first thing he does is he he. Well, I skipped like five minutes because it was it was a very slow build up, but you can tell he's determined to go and cut that hair and see if there's a mark. 
but he first tricks the dog, the devil dog. Oh, God, yeah, that freaking devil dog. That's, like, his whole goal during that time is, like, get rid of the dog. <laughs> so he, he tricks the dog into going into the basement and then locks, locks the, well, it's a cellar. He locks the cellar up um, so he can get away and get back upstairs without the dog being there. Smart move. Yep. Yeah. Like the only smart movie ever made. Yeah. At this point, I guess he's tired of he's tired of dealing with rot weathers after being attacked by fifty of them. I guess. Um, yeah. And that's when he decides to go cut the hair, and he he finds the uh, the mark on the scalp. Um, and but also Nanny McPhee finds him, and they have a nice little tussle. And it's it's a it's a pretty long little skirmish they have, but eventually he shish kebabs her in the face. Huh? He's hardcore. She goes. She goes jumping on right on top of him, and uh-huh. then like he's got like Damien with him, and she still goes after him on the stairs. <laughs> on the stairs. I'm like, yeah. are you supposed to be protecting this kid? Like, <laughs> was that the smartest move? She's just in a psycho rage at that point. Well, she knows it takes seven daggers to kill him, so he's yeah, probably so fine. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> That's true. He's durable. A little tumble yeah. down the stairs won't hurt the Antichrist. Yeah. <laughs> But you know what will hurt Nanny McPhee is a shish kebab to the face because that's what happens, and she did. And she stabs herself too. I don't know if you noticed, like she's uh-huh. got the pork thing, and then he's got the the little shish kebab thing. <laughs> and then she accidentally, when she goes down, she stabs herself, and he stabs her. <laughs> like, like, double whammy. Oh, wow. I know. I was confused. I was like, wait, why does she have two? I'm very. I was very confused. So yeah, because she had one. <laughs> got that double whammy. <laughs> Yep, and Richard decides, oh, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here and take him. Oh, he's told he has to take him to an altar to uh, sacrifice him. Of course, naturally, church. naturally. Yeah, he has to go to a church, basically. <laughs> sacred ground is what he said, yeah. Yep. I guess, yeah, that's probably why Damien was so scared of churches, because that's where he can die. <laughs> oh, uh-oh. No, no, the Raw Rollers. They're back. Snickerdoodles also scared of churches. Scary dogs. Yep. Uh, okay, yeah, so that's when he, he has him at the altar. I feel like he only has one dagger with him, though, but uh, he's about to kill him, and that's when who shows up? The Popo. And they tell him, drop it or we'll shoot. And, of course, he he's going to drop it, but into Damon's chest. But before they can do that, he shoots. Or they shoot, sorry. And the next scene is a funeral. We see two bodies being laid to rest. Who is it? Who is it that's dead? Um the president is addressed at the funeral, so we know the president is there. And we pan down to Damien, who smiles. So it's implied, you know, um, Richard and... Yeah, yep, you, you're going to be the president's son now. For, uh, the, uh, the adoption line of su- succession here is very questionable in, in a lot of different... They mentioned early on that the president is his best friend. <laughs> oh, really? Like, college. Yeah, it's his best friend. So that's yeah. why... Nepotism. But I also think, you know, is ambassador to England a really good position? I know. You're not going to make him the VP? Come on, man. You know, well, better. And you know, the U.S. and um, England have a special relationship. Yeah, so that's true. It might be a good decision. assignment, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so Damien made it to the White House. Yes. Yep. We know that he's going to uprise politically one day and become the antichrist that he was meant to be <laughs> yeah let's 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 uh, give our thoughts on it uh ack, ack or whack whack on a scale of one to ten daggers what do <laughs> what are we thinking um who wants to go for uh, ben go ahead and give us your uh, thoughts uh i'm gonna give it a nine out of ten because wow. it's just a cult classic. It's just amazing. It's really good. Um, again, I'm just like angry that they just want to just fucking punt the kid, but that's fine. <laughs> also, there's no Julia Stiles in this one, so I'm sad. So that's what that one point is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she, I mean, <laughs> she wasn't even born. I don't know. Was she even born? She could have been it. She could have been a friend in the movie. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, no, I'll give it. I'll, it's a nine out of ten for me. It's it's really good. But I also feel just like. It takes forever to get into the story for me. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. I mean, things definitely happen throughout. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's definitely a... It's, it's a, a build. It's definitely a climax, yeah. A calamity cat, what are your thoughts? 
yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely a nine for me too. Um, I think that this film, there's a reason why it's lasted as long as it has and why people want to make shows and remakes and, and everything of it because uh, it's so classic and it was just a very good film. It still is. I think it holds up a lot. I mean, I think the slowness is all the more the, the, the time it was made and how there were very slow burn me like movies at the time. And there was a lot of character building um, during that time too. So it's, it's definitely not a modern horror take, but I do think the story really holds up and the acting holds up. Um, and I think the kills hold up. Yeah. I, you know, that's what keep, I keep coming back to is the fact that they went, they really went there with everything. Mm-hmm. And I think had they not like pushed the envelope and really gone there for the time frame that it was in, I don't think it would have been as iconic as it is now in horror. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely agree with all of that. The kills are so fun. All of them are pretty fun. <laughs> all right. Final girl, Brie, what are your thoughts? I love this film. I think, oh, can you hear Snickerdoodles? Yeah. She's crunching on a okay. cup. Hold on. <laughs> Take it away from her. Okay. Um, <laughs> so the acting elevates this film so much. She's trying to take it back. Um, the acting elevates this film so much. I mean, it is A-list Hollywood stars in the lead mm-hmm. roles of Gregory Peck. And to put it in the context... This was only 14 years after he had his career-defining performance as Atticus Finch in To Kill a Mockingbird, which Mm -hmm. is crazy to me. And then also that same year, 1962, was Cape Fear. So the performances, kind of the on-location has a lot of richness in the monastery and the Italian adoption um, center and all that. In the, in the music and like Christina, or sorry, like Calamity Cat said, <laughs> the <laughs> iconic kills um, really make this a timeless flick. So I think I'm going to give this my first 10 wow. out of 10 of our podcast series. Wow. 10 out of 10 uh, Sumerian or whatever is really daggers. Very nice. Yeah. This was my first time seeing this movie. As I mentioned, this is a movie unlike a, uh, Troll 2, which is a flick. Um, and even though I hadn't seen it, it f- seemed very familiar. I mean, you know, obviously, like, there's so many movies with, like, a demon evil child and, you know, the kind of, like, religious overtones and that amazing score. You know, it was just really fun. And um, as 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 uh, Ken Counselor Ben has said, I'm a, you know, I'm a, a man with a sophisticated taste. You know, I've seen so many Gregory Peck movies, and this was such a different... Um, different genre, different uh, role for him. And it was really fun. Just had a great time. Uh, yeah, I'll give it, uh, I, I don't think I loved it as much as y'all, but it, it was good. I give it eight out of 10, eight out of 10 uh, Israeli daggers. Eight out of That's 10 bad. mockingbirds. It <laughs> sounds like a ack-ack for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unon- unonymous. Unonymous. Edamame? Edamame, that's what I was trying to say. All right, our next segment, we ask uh, our lovely camp counselor, Ben, what is in your camp bag? All right, so my camp bag this week to survive a psychotic demon child. Um, We're going to go with a crucifix because I'm definitely going to need that just to, you know, ward off that evil spirit child. Um, Also some dog bones or dog treats to, um, you know, just occupy the jackals and the rottweilers so i can go punt this kid in the face mm-hmm. um honest also to like honestly just before anything birth control <laughs> oh my god uh they should be just handing that out <laughs> um a proper ladder not a damn stool <laughs> and, so, and make sure it's like a three point you know three hand contact or not three hands you know three hands I meant three point. If we're if we're following OSHA rules, it needs to be a three point contact, which okay. she did not. <laughs> kind of deserved it. I'm just saying. Um, but also two seven knives. You're only probably going to use one, but you got to have backups. Can they just you be steak knives? Any kind of knives? Uh, I think they have to be from like Israel or something. Okay. Kind right. of forgot where they were from. I mean, Ariana has seven rings, babe. We got seven daggers. All right. That's right. We're just going to go to the Kobe Steakhouse and get those uh, knives. Uh, yeah, no, that's it. That's my camp bag for the day. Um, how to survive a demonic child. 
Nice. Well, thank you for the, for telling us what's in your camp bag, and I think we might be able to survive uh, the Antichrist now. Um, in our <laughs> in our final segment, we ask Calamity Cat, "What's in your Calamity Cat's corner this week?" Well, this week I do have a recommendation for everyone, and I'm very excited about this one because it's a new movie coming out. I saw it a long time ago, but at a festival. But I am so excited that everybody can see it now, and it's called Saint Maud. So this is a really interesting psychological uh, thriller, but also horror elements involved in it too. Um, it's not your typical horror movie. Uh, it is an A24 horror movie, so you know what to expect. And so, yeah, I highly recommend it. Um, it's uh, directed by a woman, really interesting story. I don't want to get too much away and go into any of it, but it's, uh, it's out now, I think in limited release. And I think this next week, I think it'll be on VOD. So check it out. Thank Maud. Yeah, that's the one with the, the shoes. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to see, I feel like it was only out for like a few weeks. Yeah, it was supposed um, to be, it was supposed to come out. They kept showing okay. previews of it in, mm-hmm. right before the pandemic and then they shifted it and they kept moving it. And now it's finally going to come out. Yeah. Also, it seems pretty good because it has a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's wow. very, yeah. It, there's lots of twists and turns in it too. Um, so yeah, I definitely recommend that one. And I'm just going to make sure, it is an A24, isn't it? Like it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's blasted everywhere on this side. Yeah, that's what I thought. All right. <laughs> <laughs> on this uh, Google search. It says A24 24 times. Yeah, it does. All right. Well, thank you for your suggestion. I'm super excited to watch that. I wanted to see it very badly, but it was not out for very long, if at all. Um, So yeah, looking forward to that one. All right. Well, that's it for this week's episode of You Can't Hide. Feel free to check out all of our back catalog of episodes. I think we're at 13 now or 14. Um, It's a a lot of fun stuff out there. You can find us at You Can't Hide Pod on Facebook and on Instagram and feel free to send us your movie suggestions. If you, if there's a movie that you love that you want us to get into, um, email us at you can't hide pod at gmail.com until then six flags music time. <laughs>